Hello, and welcome to Here's a Thing with Robbie and Jose, where we explore relationships through a male and female perspective. With me, as always, is the lovely Robbie. Hello, Jose. Hello. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so there's a lot to cover today, so we'll go ahead and jump right in. Uh, So we're continuing the series of The Love is Blind, Mm -hmm. right? Um, this one is season two, episode nine, mm. and it's a it's it's a it's a bit of a mix of things, right? Yeah, because usually there's a theme, but this one it's a it's a little bit of everything, right? Feels like they crammed everything into like they like did. we're running out of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I thought it was kind of good, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of continues um, what's been happening, you know, throughout the throughout the entire show. So right off the bat, I like the way it started out. It was uh, it was Shane and Shake having a conversation, <laughs> which I don't know which one is worse, if Shake's given Shane advice or yeah. Shane's given Shake advice. I thought the same thing. I'm like, why? You guys don't need to be talking to each other and giving advice like to anyone. I need a third person in here. <laughs> yeah. go, go, get, go get Nick and see what Nick thinks about it. <laughs> but it was cool, right? Because... Uh, you don't see it very often, right? When guys talk about relationships, but it happens. It's a thing now. We don't we don't advertise it a lot. And usually, when you see things on TV or movies, we're portrayed as always talking about sports and. So when you talk to your male friends about relationships or whatever, is it very similar to their conversation? Kind of, yeah, yeah. What, what you notice is. Um, yeah, it depends on the friend that I'm talking to. If the yeah. friend is in a relationship, mm-hmm. sometimes they'll let me know like what's going on and like how they're feeling. It doesn't, it, it's different for guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> because we can't always express it to our partners, right? And and there's this stigma around it and we'll always be there. I don't think we'll ever evolve out of that. Mm-hmm. Is that if you're too whiny, right? And, and that's the perception when, so typically females can talk about their feelings all day long and that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. But for whatever reason, if a guy does it too much, it, it, it we get labeled as whiny. Yeah. He's just so whiny. And it's just like, okay. So guys kind of figure that out. And what's interesting is when I've talked to my male friends, because it's such a, uh, I don't want to say taboo, but it's just something that we don't usually do. Yeah. When they do finally open up, it's just like, yeah, I, I feel the same way. Yeah. We're going through the same thing. I've done that with my brother before too. Yeah. Because it, it takes a while because they're kind of dipping their toe yeah. in the water mm-hmm. and just seeing if you're going to react to whatever it is that you're saying. Why do you saying. think that guys are like that with each other? What do you mean? Like not wanting to be vulnerable, I guess. Do they? Do you guys feel like the other guy is going to judge you and like clown on you? Or like what's the reservation? It's It's just something that we usually just don't talk about. It's a, uh, you know, and I grew up old school and old school guys, you just say, hey, man, just suck it up. It's yeah. as simple as that. And honestly, I mean, to a certain to a certain point, you do learn to just cope with it. You yeah. just learn how to deal with it internally where, you know, in, in, in general, women are more vocal. You guys will let us know what's going on and mm-hmm. your friends. And I think that's uh, very helpful. Yeah. Guys sometimes are. By themselves, <laughs> it's not, so so it's 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 not always uh, easy for a guy to get a partner, right? Yeah. So I'm saying like a romantic partner, right? So if he has feelings, and you know, again, he's getting shot down, he can't find a gal or or whatever. Guess what? You still have those feelings. Yeah. So either you're gonna have to deal with them one way or the other. You want to deal with them as productively and as positively as you can, because you don't want to drink. Back in the day, you you know the 
the stereotypical guy. It's like if he's having an emotional problem, uh-huh. he just goes, has a drink. Yeah. So, <laughs> a shot of bourbon or yeah. two shots of whiskey or whatever the case may be. And that's 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 him dealing with his issues. It feels like the younger <laughs> kids, though, that are growing up now are more open with their feelings. It mm-hmm. feels like people are finally... Because, I mean, you see stuff on social media and whatever, and we're way more um, attentive to, like, mental health and all that kind of stuff that we right. weren't really before. Right. And so maybe that'll dissipate. I think what, what what has happened, um, and this is just an observation, maybe I'm completely wrong about this, but it feels like they, women are demanding that more and more of us. Yeah. Um, and because it, they're demanding more emotional um, awareness or what is it called? Emotional intelligence, whatever they call it now. Mm. Then it's kind of, we've always had it, just FYI. <laughs> well, I feel like women were asking for it back in the day, but there's a stigma, like you said, about guys like not talking about their feelings. And so they kind of... Um, we're refusing to do that. But I remember like even in like old school movies and stuff, the woman would be like, tell me how you feel. Like we're trying to talk yeah. to you guys. Like but we want to know. there's a limit though. That's yeah. Well, there's not all limit. the time, but if we're having an emotional discussion yeah. with, you know, if I'm dating you and I want you to open up and I say, Jose, please tell me what you're feeling. Yeah. Maybe back in the day, you'd be like, nah, I'm off to the bar or whatever. Well, you know, you know and it's funny, right? We're talking about love is blind and you see um, in particular, Nick and Danielle, they do that. Mm. And the problem with that is that when Nick expresses his feelings, she will twist it and turn it around and yeah. shoot him back with it. Yeah. Nobody wants that. Yeah. And the moment that you start doing that, you can ask for my feelings all day long. I'm not going to tell you anything. Not if you're going to use it as a weapon against me. She's not me. looking at the whole picture. If he says, you know, a paragraph, she's k- picking up like two words and oh, yeah. running with that. Oh, yeah. And it's like, but didn't you hear everything else that I just <laughs> <Yeah>. said? <laughs> yeah. I was watching a movie one time and it was just that. Like he went on this long, giant rant. And in between there, he had said something like, you're really beautiful. But then he had like a whole bunch of other stuff that he said. And at the end of his long speech, she turned around and she's like, oh, you think I'm beautiful? I feel like I remember <laughs> seeing that. I'm trying to think of what movie it's that like, was. That's what you remember? Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. There's certain key phrases, words that uh, people will say that trigger you. And, yeah. and as soon as you get triggered like that, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's right? fired in your brain and then it's, you're like, you're yep. not even listening to anything else. You can't see anything else. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're focused and fixated on that, which again, that's why guys don't like doing it. Yeah. Because they will get taken to task about it and say like, well, you said this. I've heard that many, many times. (laughs) You said. (laughs) It's almost like every conversation that you have with your partner should be transcribed that way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) That way there's no. We already talked about this. I put a kibosh to that. We're not transcribing anything. (laughs) But it's it's interesting, right? So, So in this situation, Shake is talking to Shane and he's telling him about the fact that he's not as attracted to dip tea as he would like. He said it's like an ant. He did. And honestly, on this one, I I know exactly what Shake is talking about. And I've I've done that before. You know what made me think about, we talked about a long time ago about people who are attracted to someone who looks the exact opposite of them. Do mm-hmm. you think that, because they're both Indian, I don't know, just do you think that, and Shake admitted that he doesn't date Indian women. Right. Do you think that, it's just because she looks similar to him that he's just saying it's like a family member? Yeah, that. And there's probably things that she does that also, um, you know, I and, and I don't have a, a maybe in, in the Indian culture, they're, mm. they're you know, they're, they don't scream. It doesn't, I've never seen them like get loud. Yeah. <laughs> they're very even keeled, uh-huh. what I've seen anyways. 
And if everybody's the same way, I can kind of see where he's making that connection. Like yeah. you remind me, I t- I'll put it to you this way. Um, I've been out with women before and when they start talking, either they say certain phrases that remind me of my sister or they might have the same tone and pitch as my sister. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that happens and I put those two together. You're immediately done. Uh, done. <laughs> I mean, we can still be friends, but I can't look at you in a sexual way because yeah. now you're reminding me of my of my sister. Right. So right. subconsciously, do you think that the people, because I haven't dated anyone that looks even remotely like me. <laughs> so like, do you think that maybe in my subconscious that I'm looking for someone who's wouldn't resemble anybody I'm related to, basically. I think so. I yeah. think we're built that way, right? Because, you, you know, <laughs> I like to, you know, every now and again, I'll get on TikTok and they'll do like history things and they talk about um, uh, what what Egyptian guy, one of the pharaohs. Mm-hmm. I want to, not Tut, one, one of them. And one of the famous ones that he was, he was, uh, they've turned him into a mummy, right? Mm-hmm. He's mummified and all that. But when they did the uh, autopsy, Turns out he had all kinds of physical deformities mm. because it was a lot of incest mm. within that within his family. There was just a yeah. ton of incest. Like his his hips were bigger. He had like problems with his bone structure. Like his there was just things that were out all out of whack. Mm. And I think uh, they know that even <laughs> even certain flowers. I think I, I saw a documentary one time about I want to say tulips. And like even then they have to find other ones to pollinate. They can't do it with themselves because again it it throws everything off it mm-hmm. just doesn't it doesn't work so nature has a way of doing that <laughs> so it's not to me it's not far-fetched to say that in your brain mm-hmm. you know like we're all doing this the relationships to, to mate right yeah <laughs> i wonder what it would be like if we didn't have to it was just spontaneous you yeah. know maybe we still want, would be social creatures but but you do and even in the you know and i don't like to compare humans to animals but even in the animal kingdom there's certain things that you look for mm-hmm. within the animal kingdom, whether it's strongest or smartest or whatever, but whatever the case may be, uh, whatever dominates, that's what you're looking for. So why do you think that Sheik is continuing on, even though he's expressed in several episodes that he's not physically attracted to Dipti, why do you think he's still trying to continue on? See, this is this is what I think it is, right? I think Dipti as a person, right, she's, she's beautiful inside and out, mm-hmm. right? But as a person, she's really, really good. She's a really, really good person, yeah. right? And I think the way he feels about her when it comes to the emotional part, yeah. it's there. It's just he can't get past the physical part of it, yeah. And and the fine the the fact that it reminds him of his of his aunt or mm-hmm. some family member, it's hard because unless you find your aunt sexy. <laughs> It's safe to say he clearly does not. <laughs> well, it, I don't either. If you ever saw my ads, oh, don't give her. But uh, I hope they but don't I'm, listen. <laughs> but but I've done that. If 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 a woman reminds me of my mother or any other female in my family, I'm done. I can't do it. Yeah. I just can't get past it. Cannot get past. No, it. I can't. I can't. I can't emphasize just how much. But therein lies the problem, right? They're making that emotional connection. He knows that she is a prize, right? And mm-hmm. she is a good person. Yeah. And who wouldn't want to be partnered up with somebody that they they absolutely love and care for, emotionally attached, but then the physical part. Right. Where maybe women, y'all could get past that perhaps? We can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for men, it's slightly different. That's yeah. why I'm saying like I can relate to him. And, and Shake is, I mean, excuse me, Shane is giving him some very practical advice, right? He's <laughs> turn trying off to, the lights. Yeah, turn, 
And I love that. Like it was a little like I felt like you know what they're they're trying. He's really trying. Like put on some James Brown. He didn't say that, but you know what I mean. Like it just. He did, but it's just it's it's just um, it's very difficult for a man to overcome that. Yeah. And I would say even for a woman, as much as you guys can get over that, mm-hmm. I would imagine. I can't I can't speak for him because I'm not a woman, but I would imagine that even still, there is that mm, you know had, if a previous yeah. boyfriend or maybe a celebrity crush or somebody or whatever, like it's it's always going to be prevalent there. You have to have some attraction. You can't just, I mean, you know, there are a lot of really good guys out there that, but if you don't have any type of physical attraction, it, it would be difficult or it may be a situation where you're not intimate as often because you have to be, for a woman, you have to be in a certain mindset <laughs> you know, if you're oh, I know, I know <laughs> for guys too. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to jump into that because I have a theory about what happened uh, during the bachelor party, but, okay. but we'll talk about that in a second. So real quick, we'll just jump into you. So Jarrett and Ayana, right. Mm-hmm. just wanted to touch base on that one a little bit. They're having a conversation and she is still, um, you know, there's no other way to put it. It's an insecurity that she's having. Right. She's not sure. It's this really, it's this game of chicken that we play. Mm. Like, are you into it? I don't know. Are you into it? I don't yeah. know. Are you into it? It's like, you've already made the commitment. I don't know why we're having this conversation. <laughs> because like we talked <laughs> I've about- I've asked you, accepted <laughs> what we should be past this, right? But in the past, when we talked about this, about being second, number two, like, and I know you talked about the draft and all that, and it's not the same, but like, it is hard for Ayana, and this is what I was saying, like, she'll never get past that, being chosen second- yeah. Because she brought up Mallory again. It's not, she's not okay with it. You know, I think it's it's perspective. Because I would never look at it as being second. If anything, no, I would. I'm telling you how women Yeah, feel. no, no, I know. But that's what I'm saying. This is the part that that, that throws me off, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know that this is a man or, or, or male or female portion of it. Mm-hmm. The way I kind of look at it, it's one of those things that if you were to look at it, you can say it's fate, Right. Because it's like, if you weren't meant to be with them, then Mallory would have said yes. Mm-hmm. And then you're done, right? There's nothing you can, can you can do about that. She's looking at it as I'm second, but that's not really the way she should be looking at it. She should look at it as like, this was always meant to be. Again, you think Ringo Starr cares that there was another drummer before he came along? <laughs> you think he's he's got to get up about the fact that... Not the same. <laughs> but, but no, but but no, it kind of is because fate brought him to that. He didn't start out with the Beatles. No, I'm saying that that type of semi-rejection, whatever, is not the same as being chosen second as a woman. I'm telling you, it's well, not. I, I remember there's, there's another movie out there with Ryan Reynolds, and I can't remember the name of the movie. And he's talking to his daughter about how she came about. She wanted to know the love story. Mm. And if you listen to that movie, right, or in the movie, he's going through the entire story and you don't know who her mom is. Mm-hmm. And he's going through the different relationships that he had up until, you know, she was uh, was, was pregnant or before the woman that he was with got pregnant with that little girl. Mm-hmm. And you follow that line and it's not a straight line. It's not like, oh, I met this girl, we got together, we got pregnant. It was not that. It's like I met this girl and then I 
went over to this other girl and then I dated her for a but little while and then still I dated not the same oh as being God. chosen second. <laughs> it's not about chosen Everybody second. Everybody has a past and it just because if if I was with someone that was married previous and then they divorced and time had passed, him and I got together and then we got married, I wouldn't feel like second choice. That's not the same thing. Why is that not the same? Because thing? if he had me and the nether girl standing in front of him in this experiment, that's kind of what it was. It was two girls standing right in front of you and they said, pick one. He chose Mallory. You mm-hmm. having a past, an ex-wife, ex-girlfriend, whatever, that doesn't make me feel like sex because I wasn't around. I'm not in direct competition with that girl. That is in your past. But So you're looking at it as a competition. That's what this is. It's you pick the one that no, you're going to... It's not a competition. It is. It's love. It's a different thing. Now who's looking at it wrong? <laughs> no, there's two choices. <laughs> Mallory and Iona were standing in front of Jarrett, both in love with him, whatever. Mm -hmm. And he chose Mallory. And that is what Ayana is going to remember for the rest of her life. Right. And it didn't work out. And now he's, you know, with her. So I don't see what the problem is. It didn't work out because only because he was rejected. So So if he had gotten his way, he would have been with Mallory. He would have. Right. And so I will say this much, right? Because obviously I don't want to, uh, discard anybody's feelings, right? If you really genuinely feel that way, Sorry, you should have said no then. If if your mindset is I'm going to be nobody's second, whatever, if that's the mentality that you have, again, that's not the mentality that I would have. Mm-hmm. But if that's the mentality that you have, then okay, say no. I've done that before. Yeah, me too. There's there's times when, you know, I've been, um, let's say I was in direct competition and I lost. I hung in there and then later on another opportunity came didn't work out again. At a certain point, you just have to say, okay, I'm done and then just move on. Yeah. But if, uh, but, and, and, and that's what eventually happened, right? Where I'm just like, okay, I can't do this. I can't play this game anymore. Right. Sorry, I got to move on. I, I, I love myself too much. Right. So you say no. But what you don't do is you don't go forward and then constantly bring it up. If, let's just say for the sake of argument that something else happened, right? Uh, and I'm not even going to go as far as like an infidelity, but and say so you and your partner are about, and your partner's flirting with somebody mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe he is aware that he was flirting, maybe he wasn't, whatever. But you come home, you have a discussion about it. If he says, you know what, I wasn't aware, I'm sorry, I apologize, you know, I, I, I'll try to be more conscious. You can't keep on bringing it up over and 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 over. Either we're moving on or we're not. Right. I agree that when Ayana said yes in the pods and they had, I'm sure they've had discussions face to face about it afterwards to keep putting that over his head. It's not right. And I get that part. And I agree with you. Yeah. I I just, I just don't understand what she's trying to get because the thing about it is for him to continue to reassure her over and over and over, it's going to be exhausting and it's not sustainable. Well, she probably had a lot of insecurities before this experiment anyway. I think she kind of talked about some things, you know, with her mom, her real mom and all that. So she probably already has these tendencies, but yeah, if you're going to, I know, but you're right. If she said yes, and then they talk about it and like, okay, I'm with you because I'm in love with you, whatever. You can't keep blaming Jarrett for going through with the experiment and Mm -hmm. you have to go in there, everybody knowing that you may be on the fence with two people. That's mm-hmm. the whole, you're not going to go in there typically and only be um, attracted or whatever to one person. There's going to be is, multiple people. This is what I'll say, right? A, I'm not very good at predicting the future and never have been able to predict my own future for <laughs> one thing, much less anybody else's future. What you can do 
is be in the moment. Yeah. Be in the moment right now at this. If I'm with somebody, I'm not thinking about, oh my gosh, at one point she's going to die <laughs> or I'm going to die. I do have my little thoughts here and there, yeah. but for the most part, I had to bring it back. Like, okay, forget about that because yeah. you don't know when that's going to happen, how it's going to happen. You have no earthly idea. Right. I'm here right now with this person. I'm going to enjoy this moment with you and have a good time. Will we stay together forever? I don't know. Yeah. Nobody knows the answer to that, but you could find somebody else that knocks your socks off and all of a sudden we're, we're divorced. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. I'm not going to sit here and try to figure out every scenario. Right. If you say you love me, then I'm going to believe that you love me. And if something changes, I would say, please let me know <laughs> so we can talk about it. And that way, you know, we can move on. But, and I've done that with every, and I'm very practical when it comes to that. Does it always happen? No. Mm. <laughs> but I have done that before in the past where I kind of out, I, I, I uh, put it out there and say, look, I know we're in love at this moment. Yeah. If that ever changes, let me know. Give me a shot. And then that way we can do it. That's one thing. What I don't want to do is be in a situation where I'm constantly having to reassure yeah. you because you're having insecurities. In other words, up until that point, as far as I know, and granted it's all editing, Jared hasn't done anything. Yeah, It's not like he's bringing Mallory up right. and be like, I should have been with Mallory. Like, <laughs> I can understand that. Yeah. Like, okay, great. Like, okay, you're, 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 right. you know, you're being a jerk about it. But he's not. He's with her. They live together. And Mallory keeps on coming up. So how can you move forward right. if you're constantly bringing up something that happened in the past? It's the same thing with when people have affairs. If you decide to stay with your partner and forgive them and you guys, whatever it is, let's say you go to counseling, you talk it out, you forgive them. You cannot keep punishing them if you decided to forgive them. I know it's hard, but right. you made that choice to stick with them. It's the same thing with her. I agree with you that she has her issues. I'm just explaining why yeah, we no. would feel like second fiddle. I, but I'm, yeah. I'm with you, but that's that's what I'm saying. We we tend to, we live in three time zones. Yeah. And sometimes it's beneficial because you do have to, memory is only good to make sure you don't make the same mistake twice. Mm. And the future is good because the future is now, right? So if you don't want to be overweight, now, then you might not, you might want to put down the, the junk food now so that you won't be overweight no. in the future, right? Because uh, in the future, you is going to be really upset. The future, you is going to be like, dude, what are you doing? I shame myself after my last bite. I'm like, no, that's, that's fine. But that's what I'm saying. That's, that's what it was intended for. We just use it for other purposes now. Yeah. And not letting go of something is really going to put a damper on your, on your relationship at the moment. Yeah. So, with that, so the next one going into Danielle and Nick, mm. I thought this was the funniest thing in the world <laughs> because they are, they're they're sitting down. I can't remember where they were, like at a wine bar. Yeah, or it looked it like, like a wine bar. Yeah, uh -huh. and they're trying to. Obviously, they've been having a lot of deep conversations, and yeah. they're trying to get back to whatever. And he says, uh, so they start talking about their arguments, and while they were they while they're talking about their arguments, they start arguing. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like um, I don't know a lot about Danielle's past, but clearly she has a trigger with men leaving her and all that. And so like basically Nick is just being honest about his feelings of like, I don't exactly know the future. I know I love you, but like I don't know what's going to happen. And she immediately freaks out. Yeah. Like you saying that means you're going to leave. It, yeah. It's it's very clear what her triggers are. I mean, quite a few, <laughs> but therein lies a problem. How 
much of your insecurities are going to be my problem. Right. Because I don't have that problem. I'm secure in this relationship. I'm happy in this relationship. I love you. I want to be with you. Yeah. You have something else going on. Yeah. Right? You have this insecurity that you can't get past. And I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. I want to be sensitive. But at what point does it become like, I I don't know what else to do. Yeah, you're having the same argument every couple of days. Right. I can't. What am I supposed to do? Right. Because we all know, no matter what, it's an internal thing. Right. We can, everybody on the show, the the rest of the world, the 9 billion people in the world can reassure her that she's fine. Doesn't matter. The only person that matters is her. And until she deals with it, you're going to run into the same thing over and over. And yeah, over because again. I mean, in any type of relationship, you nothing is guaranteed. You can sit there and say all day long, like, oh, I'll never leave you and all that kind of stuff. But like nothing is guaranteed. And when you go into a new relationship, regardless if it's the, for this experiment, they're getting married, whatever, you have to know that there is going to be one of two outcomes. You're going to stay together or you're not. Look, life is like that. <laughs> Women would love to have um, assurances. Mm. Who wouldn't? A crystal ball? No, it's not even a crystal ball. You guys want guarantees. Or not you guys, but, you know, at least some of the, some of the people yeah. in this relationship want guarantees. Right. And I'm sorry. Right. There are none in this life. <laughs> even if they, Somebody needs to let them know that there are no guarantees in this life. Right. Other than you're going to die. Yeah. Even if they <laughs> were dating bleak. like normally, if you were dating someone for like two years or whatever, it's still going to be the same. This one in this experiment, it seems way more amplified because it's such a short amount of time and you don't know the person that you're marrying. You haven't established that real trust yet. So I can understand that if I can try to put myself in in their shoes, you're not going to be as sure. And it's going to be a little bit more, um, you're going to be a little bit more unsecure than if you were dating someone for yeah, a couple of years. I'll say this much, right? I, I, It's been a long time. When it comes to relationships, I take people at their word. Good, bad, or indifferent. I mean, I mean, a good, bad, or, or, or whatever. I don't know if that's good. But what I will say is that, so if I'm with somebody and they say they love me and they care about me, they want to be with me, it's good enough. Good. You've said it. I believe you. Let's do this, right? Let's hang out. Let's do this. You know, life gets in the way, blah, 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 blah. Now, I don't need (laughs) a constant (laughs) reassurance because we've already had that comment. I'm not saying that you don't need to refresh it from time. You need to go out on dates. You need to have good positive interaction. Mm -hmm. You do need to hang out. All those things you do need to do, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't, if you've already said that, again, my assumption is- For you verbally, you don't need to hear it. Yeah, I don't, don't, right? Because we've already made that establishment. Now, if you do feel like something has changed in you, if, uh, you know, whatever the case, or if something's going on with you, by all means, let me know. Mm. And then we can kind of deal with it. Because in some cases, there's nothing that I can do about that either. Yeah. If you're having doubts, if all of a sudden you're having a, and this is for male or female- if you're having a midlife crisis, mm-hmm. you're going to have to figure this stuff out. Or we're on our period because we, <laughs> women get emotional. Well, yeah, your hormones, right? Yeah, For sure. Like, like I, I'm you know, ugly. Go listen to the Red Aunt twin. That's, that's, yes. that's the most popular one out of all of them. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I get it. Um, well, and, and, and so so the next couple that we want to talk about, right, is Sal and Mallory. <laughs> This guy again. over here, this guy over here, you know, the, the, the it's not that I, I'm not hating on the guy, right? I, I get it. He knows how to sing and he does these grand gestures of romance and, you know, mm. they're going on this picnic and he wrote a little song for her and he's singing for her and all this. But 
come on, guy. (laughs) Sorry, on this one, I just felt like, stop. (laughs) You know what's funny I wrote down because it made me think of, I never really watched The Bachelor, but I know the concept. It's the same thing. In these shows, they set up all these extremely romantic dates and this and whatever. And I was thinking like, wouldn't that backfire in the real world because it's all for show and the real world guys don't typically put picnics together and seeing what on a ukulele like you know what I mean it's not typical so like after the show ends or the bachelor's the same thing they go on these like helicopter rides and they do all this crazy stuff but that's not typical it's not you know then there was another one you know because Jared and Ayana also had a date night and don't get me wrong I know that because they went up to some tower and they were doing their thing and you do need to have dates and you do need to do this from time to time right right it feels like and again this is where it's probably the editing editing excuse me it feels like that the guys there's a there's a huge demand for the guys to do this Mm. because up until this point we're at Episode nine, haven't really seen the women show yeah. out and try to win over the guys. Like the guys are still having to put in a ton of work. And I'm not sure, like on the women's side, you know what I mean? Isn't that the same in real life though? Like the men do the chasing, like typically? They do, right? But it but do we want that? Because that's the whole thing. It's like, okay, the demand is there, right? So so for the guys, they need to be understanding. Mm-hmm. They need to reassure the the, the woman. Mm-hmm. They need to do more dates, right? There's just a lot of pressure to continue doing all this. And don't yeah. get me wrong, you have to vet a guy out. But I'm, I'm just saying, from what I can tell, it just looks a little lopsided. Yeah. Because the, um, at least what I've seen, it's not like the women are going out of their way like, hey, I did this something special for you. I'm trying to think of all the episodes, if any of the women were like, hey, I made this for my man or, you know, I'm setting this up for him or I'm doing this for him or, you know, I'm I'm this special night. If they did do it, they didn't show any of it. (laughs) It's usually the guys having to put in the effort, keep on doing whatever they're doing and having to reassure whether it's Nick and Danielle, Jared and Ayana, Sal and Mallory. (laughs) Oh, I just thought of one because... Natalie did something for Shane at the end, towards the end of this episode. She set up a date because I was just like trying to think of any one of them, and she did. Okay, she had kind of surprised him well, with there. The, you go. <laughs> but well, yeah, and it's not typical. I well, agree with you. I will say this, and here's here's, and I feel bad about this now, right? Because I, I looked at it. It's funny that you say that because it's a very interesting segue <laughs> into what I was about to say. The relationship between those three that I had already said, right? Uh-huh. It is usually the guys having to reassure the woman about it. However, in Natalie and Shane's case, yeah. it's Shane that needs the constant reassurance. Yeah, because yeah. of his insecurities. Exactly. Yeah. Now, the reason why I feel bad is because initially I thought, come on, guy. Come on. And don't get me wrong. And, 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 and again, I'm saying I'm ashamed of that, this, but this was my train of thought. It's like, all right, dude, you're tall, you're good looking, you're blonde, you're fit. <laughs> you got, you know, you capped your teeth or whatever. You got a perfect <laughs> set of choppers. What are you insecure about? I wonder and, how- and mind you, just so that just to give you some context, I'm short. <laughs> I am not fit. I'm not any of those things. I'm not any of those things. And yet I have confidence for days. And so how does that work? You know what I mean? And it's I don't I'm I'm having a but anyways, what I what I sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I feel ashamed about that because honestly, I don't know what his life is like and I don't know where he comes up with his insecurities. And if it's okay for a woman to do it, I don't understand why it's not okay for a guy 
to also need that reassurance. But I'm right. sorry, go ahead. No, I was just thinking about, I wonder, because Natalie didn't have another guy in the pod or they, at least they didn't show that. So I wonder how Shane would feel. What if he was like in the Ayana Mallory situation and he was chosen second? He already has all these insecurities. Wow. It'd probably be like the Danielle thing, but I mean, even Danielle, there wasn't any competition in the pods. But yeah, so Nick knew pretty quickly. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like if they added that element, they wouldn't, there's no way they could survive that relationship. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I think he probably would feel a certain kind of way about that for sure. Yeah. But, you know, maybe because I never really had reassurance. Yeah. Um, and maybe, and again, you know, and I don't know, you know, I don't think this is out of bounds. Maybe it has to do with, uh, you know, the way you were brought up, right? So if, yeah. if you had a lot of reassurance when you were a child from your parents, um, then maybe as you get older or maybe let's say you didn't or your, your parents got divorced and you yeah. felt like, well... Maybe that's just the way it is. People just get divorced and now I'm looking forward to my future of being divorced. Yeah. Because sometimes that can happen too. Like, I don't know where the insecurities come from. Yeah. But, you know, like for me, I would say about the only thing that I'm slightly insecure about is obviously my weight. But therein <laughs> lies the problem is because even at that, sometimes I, I, I kind of train my mind to like, okay, I don't care. Yeah. I'm just going to put myself out there. I don't really particularly care if anybody, like I'm, you know, I'm not like wearing a shirt three times too tight where my <laughs> belly's hanging out or anything like that. I'm still dressing appropriately, but at some point I have to say, you know what, you know, either A, I can work on that. That's something that I can do or, or B, just accept it the way it is either way. But yeah, because I mean, it is what it is. And, and at some point we'll have to do like a catfishing episode, but it's the same thing. It's like you have these photos online where you are filtering it to make yourself look thinner and all this kind of stuff. And you know, when you meet that person, you can't filter in real life. So yeah. what's your plan? I mean, again, there, you know, for me, I, I am who I am, right? There's yeah. nothing I can, I can't be taller. I can't have blue eyes. I was born with what I was Get born some with. Contacts. I could, yeah, <laughs> but I'm not going to do that because <laughs> if you don't like brown eyes, I'm sorry. It's just not going to work out, right? But, you know, it, so it leads me into my next segue, right, which kind of coincides with this, which is shake and dip tea. Mm -hmm. And we'll touch on this briefly, but essentially they're having sushi together, right? I guess mm -hmm. they're trying to have a date night. Yeah, they did the massages. He's trying to set the mood like what, Shane, what Shane was saying, not the light thing, but he's trying to set up a very sexual encounter and it still didn't get him there. <laughs> like, no, it didn't. But the reason why I bring this up is because... And this could summarize the entire thing, right? So he takes a bite of whatever sushi. I'm assuming, again, it looked like sushi, uh -huh. right? Because they were using chopsticks and yeah. it looked like it was rolled up on seaweed. He eats it and he's like, yeah, that's good. But I kind of feel like there's something out there that's better. Yep. And that statement alone puts everything like it. That's the, <laughs> it should be the model of everybody on that show. Yeah. Everybody in general. There is something about having too many choices right. or the perception of having too many choices that it it takes away from making one choice because you're always feeling like, am I missing out on something? And I've heard that, right? This is what I don't like about that train of thought is that whether or not something is out there that's better doesn't matter. What matters is that you should be doing the best with what you have at that moment. Mm. The life that you have. If I sit here and I think about what my life would be like if I had something better, whatever better is, mm. I'm missing out and I'm not enjoying what I'm having right now. Right. And that's the problem that he's having is that the grass isn't always greener on the other side. 
it's just not why they continue to do that. He should focus more on enjoy that food. Doesn't matter if there's something better or not. Yeah. Enjoy that. And then when the next experience comes with the next dish, you eat that and you can compare it if you want to. Yeah. But you shouldn't feel like, oh, you know, like there's going to be something like it's still going to be better. Like I'm missing out on, I don't know what it is about people in general that do you that. You made me think of when you were talking about all the choices is every time I turn on the TV, like there's so many apps, <laughs> there's too much stuff to watch that what I'll do is I'll watch previews of a bunch of stuff and then I just turn off the TV. I don't even watch anything because there's too much. But You get overwhelmed with choice. Yeah. yeah. But I was with a guy like that in my past where it was like nothing was good enough. It was like you had to critique. So like one example was there was like a, a family dessert that we always make. And he was like, oh, it's really good, but it could be better if you do this one thing. And it's like, mm. it's delicious. Why can't you just enjoy right. it? You're, it's the same thing that Shake does. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I, I'll never get it. I'll never get it. Again, like let's say I come at a party mm. and I'm just like, uh, I can go to a better party. You're not going to have a good time. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're here. Have yeah. fun. Enjoy. Right. Or if he's like, oh, it'd be better if so-and-so was here. Why? Why would they, why yeah. would it be better? Like you make your own experience. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> you think that those people are just, they're just unhappy and it's almost like maybe subconsciously they're using that as an excuse as to why they're not content. It's like, well, I could have something better or, I mean, it could be anything really. I think... I think, and this is, and uh, and this will be something that I bring up a lot, right? Mm. Humans have imagination, and imagination is good for certain things, right? Mm. So, for instance, if um, if it's late at night and there's a dark alley, and that's a shortcut to where you want to go, mm. in your mind you can imagine, well, I can go down there, but I can also imagine me getting mugged or getting stabbed or somebody <laughs> coming out and killing me, right? Mm. And you can imagine that, and that's going to stop you from going down that dark alley because you've already kind of played that scenario out, right? Yeah. So it's a good thing, right? Because you're like, okay, not going to do that. I'm just going to go ahead and go around where all the lights are at or get an Uber or whatever, or whatever the case may be. Where imagination goes wrong is when you imagine a perfect scenario because that will never be right. it, right? So if you're sitting around and thinking, you know, my wife, she's going to be beautiful and she's going to have, she's going to be this tall and have this color hair and these color eyes. And when I get home, she's going to greet me every day and she's going to be cooking my favorite meal. And you know what I mean? You, you put all these, these, your imagination goes wild because mm. it, it's an imagination. Yeah. <laughs> you can do whatever with it. Then you go on to reality and reality reality won't meet that. Right. It never will. Right. It never, never will. We can all imagine what it would be like to fly, but we're not, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. So imagination was never intended for that. Imagination or thought process was there to, to kind of play things out to not make stupid mistakes, right? Mm -hmm. You're scanning for danger. Yeah. And that's really what it was all for. And don't get me wrong, there's a future that you want to, like you can picture yourself being better, right? But there's, again, reality has limits. Mm -hmm. Your imagination doesn't, but reality does. And the the chances of you finding that and being all those different things, it's highly improbable. It's kind of the same thing with people when they watch like a movie that's really good. And let's say that everyone is telling you like, it's the best movie ever. Yeah. Like, oh my God. And they talk it up so much. And then when you see it, you have such a high expectation uh -huh. that you're like, this sucks. <laughs> like... <laughs> 
yes, yes. <laughs> Been there many, many times. So, so I try to go into low expectations as much as possible. I try to bring things down <laughs> as much. And every now and again, I hype it up, but I, I try to catch myself and be like, no, 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 keep it, keep it, keep it low, low expectations. So. Mm. But um, okay, so so then they switch over to the bachelorette and the bachelor party. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say that the bachelor party was awesome. I yeah. would love to do that. Like they were in that party bus or whatever. Mm-hmm. They went over to Wrigley Field. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not even a baseball fan. And even if I was, it's still it's an iconic yeah. stadium, right? Where and it's the Cubs for crying out loud. So like not going even just there, the stadium, but who has the opportunity to even play that's at what I'm the saying. field? That's like what I'm saying. Like, exactly. <laughs> like this is, anyways, I was just, and I don't play baseball. I'm not athletic at all, but I just thought that was an awesome, awesome, awesome. You know, when I saw this, I was thinking like, Sal, that guy is like a jack of all trades because he's like doing flips on the bus and then he almost hits a home run. He said he's never played baseball in his life. Like this dude, he's like doing backflips and it's like, what can't that guy do? I get it. You're a Sal fan. I get it. I get it. I get it. Sal does it for you. I'm sure he does it for a lot of gals. Good for Sal. No, no. Honestly, yeah, he he did pretty well, which now that you're bringing that up, yeah. right? So, so Shane, <laughs> who does look like a baseball player. And did play said, in college. And played in college, yes. mind you, because I didn't know that, right? So apparently they were having the same rule as in baseball. It's like you're going to get three, um, they're going to throw... Three. He had three strikes and then yeah. he's out. Mm-hmm. And then he's out. But I would have been like, dude, keep throwing them. Yeah. I would <laughs> too. Like, out. I hit one. But what was f- fascinating is that, yeah, that he got pissed, right? Because he was just <laughs> he <got> like. really <laughs> pissed. He was like a child. Because he was like, screw Sal, man. He's over here in dress shoes and tight pants. <laughs> <laughs> Shane feels the same way about Sal that you do probably. But, like, eh, but, forget this guy. No, I, I, I like Sal. I, I think Sal is pretty cool. But, you know. Yeah, I have my thoughts about Sal, but I will say this, and this is kind of going to what we were talking about earlier, is that obviously, because Shane was saying that he had gotten into argument or whatever, he's still having some discussions with Natalie, Mm. his mind was not in it. And sometimes if your mind's not in it, you're going to have performance issues, which is the same issue, ironically, that Shake has, Mm. right? Shake is, it's a mental thing. There's nothing wrong with Dipti. There's nothing wrong with her physically. There's nothing wrong with her emotionally. It's all in Shake's head. Mm -hmm. It's all, which was, which is what uh, Shane was trying to tell him, like, dude, do this, do that, so you can get out of your head a little bit, which really should have been his advice is get out of your head. Right. Unfortunately, he doesn't take his own advice (laughs) because he's thinking about it, which is why he struck out. Well, I don't think that Shake would have been able to get it out of his head anyway. I'm just, even if someone had said that, but, you know. He could, though. No. He could listen, and and this is the fascinating thing about about life. All the happiness and all the love and all the good that you will ever feel in your life is all in your head. Right. Every single one of it, attraction, all of it, it is all in your head. So, and don't get me wrong, it's a very simple phrase. We all know that it's different, mm-hmm. but it is achievable. It is attainable. Same thing for Natalie. I mean, not Natalie, I'm sorry, uh, Danielle, Mm -hmm. right? It's all in her head. Right. None of it, for her, it's real enough. It's pain, it's suffering, and it's real, but it's all that pain and suffering is all in her head. We can write our own destiny for the most part. 
And so, yeah. But even, you know, with Shane, with how pissed off he was about not being able to hit it, his um, <laughs> demeanor afterwards shows a lot about his personality. And he, they cut to and they're interviewing him and he's like, I can't believe it. Everybody saw like he's so <laughs> concerned with what everybody thinks about him right. rather than just being like what you said. This is an amazing experience. I am here. Yeah playing baseball on this field and yeah. and you're still complaining you're still unhappy absolutely because everybody I'm, saw I just you got strike through you. well that's what i'm saying i just got through telling you all the different physical traits that he has and again i know that's not the end all right yeah. but he again tall blonde good looking like i you know fit like i, I can go on and on about this guy right yeah. but but that's that's my point it's He's all making in his, himself miserable it's all in his head and and me for for instance one of the one of my superpowers is again if you look at me if you didn't know me and you just saw me walking down the street a you would probably not give me a second look and b probably wouldn't think much of me just on physical appearance you'd be like eh. and that's my superpower <laughs> because it's not until after that once i start talking to you and once my personality starts come out it's a completely different thing right because there is no expectation which I love. I get underestimated quite a bit. And I love that. I love being underestimated because it's like, okay, you don't have any expectations. Now I'm about to blow your socks off and you don't even know it. <laughs> and I've done that on many a date, by the way. I have many a date where you look at them and they, they when they first see me, they just kind of like, don't get me wrong. It's not like they roll their eyes or anything like that, but I can tell it's not what they expected, right? Mm. Now, I don't catfish. And all my stats are the same and all my <laughs> pictures are accurate. But obviously, it's different when you meet somebody in person right. versus um, pictures, right? Pictures are two-dimensional and you just don't see it. Right. But but as soon as I start talking, as soon as we start getting going and, and I show them what I can do and mm. whatnot, that's when they get all like, ooh, okay. Mm. And then they get more interested and then they start to lean in a little bit. Yeah. But... So with that, yeah, so just FYI, and I will say this, because I, I, you know, I've, talking, I've talked to a lot of dudes, and again, if your mind's not where it needs to be, mm-hmm. if you're stressed, if you're worried, if your mind is somewhere else, you're, you're going to have performance issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think professional athletes know this better than anybody mm-hmm. because they know that they have to perform at their peak. So whenever they're... Um, uh, you know, whatever whatever profession that they're in or whatever sport that they're doing, they have a routine. They try to cut those things out because they know mm-hmm. at this moment I need to be here and I need to be right. doing what I need to do, right? But men struggle with this. I've had many a conversations with guys and they've told me like they feel embarrassed because they can't perform. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that, uh, it's not a physical thing. They're perfectly fine, but it's a mental thing. Yeah. And it's something that's not talked about a lot. I know they have bills, but you know, it it's it's a thing. It's a it's a real, real thing. Is that something that well, I mean, you don't have to divulge if you don't want to, but do guys talk about that with their guy friends? Is that something yeah, that you it doesn't could come be? it doesn't come up a lot, you know. And I can tell you right now, whenever I Literally. was uh <laughs> God. God. Sorry. Wow. I had to. Wow. <laughs> And that's why they don't talk about it. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, but look, when I was when I was younger, I was um, you know, I was a I was a I was a father, I was a husband, 
I was worried about bills. I was worried about uh, the house. I was worried about the little one, making sure they had enough diapers and formula and and if they had earaches and make sure, you know, if they're crying. And so you have all this stuff. And there was a point in time in my life where, yeah, sex was the last thing on my mind. You know, I was just thinking about that because women go through the same thing, but ours isn't uh, visual, so we can hide it more. But it's yeah. the same thing. If you're a mom, you work a lot, you're a mom, there's a lot of stuff going on. Like, yeah, you may not be in the mood, but for us, like I said, we can hide it. So it's different. Oh, yeah. It's a but little I, bit different because we can't hide it. Right. It's either there or it's not. Exactly. But I wouldn't judge a man. Like, I'm not that immature that I would be like, oh my God. Like, I get it. Yeah. Like, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it, it happens again. It does. It's, it's not something that's talked about a lot, but yeah. it happens all the time. Yeah. And and what I will say is this, that um, a woman should not feel, if that were to happen, a woman shouldn't take that personally. Right, it's not Although about Although they will. Oh, well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no matter what, what, even on the same token, right, for, for a person that's insecure, right, um, or that you're constantly reassuring, I try not to take that personal either because I know that's a personal demon that they're wrestling with. But that's what I'm saying. If guys, and I'm not saying that guys don't communicate it, but if I was in that situation and my husband came to me and communicated all of that, then if that was the case, I wouldn't think it's about me. But if we are, you know, in bed or whatever, and I don't know anything, and then you just can't, then of course I'm going to think it's me. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, and don't get me wrong, vocalizing is good. But like I said, sometimes whenever you vocalize it, it's get, it gets taken as he's whining. So sometimes you just have to also take into consideration. Yeah. I take it into consideration every time, um, let's say you and I interact, right? And if I know that, um, let's say you're being a little bit short or, or you know, you're fussy or whatever. Mm. I don't know what's going on with your day. I just assume it's not me. Like I didn't do anything to you. Right. Like we just talked, right? <laughs> but if I feel like, oh, she must be going through something, right? And I think that's that's me. I always do that. Like they're going through something. Yeah. So I try to be very understanding. I know that most people don't feel that way. They take it personal <laughs> and they're like, why are you getting mad at me? Screw right. you too, man. <laughs> but I try not to do that because I know that people have good days that have bad days and sometimes yeah. they're feeling it and sometimes they don't. And sometimes you just need a little compassion. It doesn't mean they need a fight, right? I don't want to fight with you. But with that, and I couldn't, uh, so the next thing is that we're going to the bachelorette party, mm -hmm. right? And so in the bachelorette party, I didn't, I can't remember exactly where they went because I know I wrote it down, but I saw them on a, on a boat. Was, yeah. I think it was just like a little boat ride they have in the canal or whatever that. Yeah. So I guess that was good. I, I guess, I don't know, as far as bachelorette party goes, I, you tell me, is that good? I, I, I guess so. I mean, they did have a lot of party favors and stuff that was really cute, you know, but I mean, I guess that would seem fun. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I've That's never what I'm saying. It didn't sound, it didn't look like a lot of fun to me, but again, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a female, so I don't know. What that would look yeah, like. Yeah, I think that they maybe, maybe for the show, they tried to do, it seemed like very wholesome. You know what I mean? Like the typical <laughs> bachelor, bachelorette parties, they typically go to strip yeah, clubs or they yeah. go dancing or whatever. And like, I, they never understood that too much, by the way. Yeah, I don't. But, but yeah, but, I mean, they did give them an opportunity to talk a lot. So they got to talk yeah. to their girlfriends and they got to talk to other people on the, on the, yeah, I think the, the, boat, the boat ride seemed kind of emotional because this is like the night before. There's a lot, it, energy is, is high and there's a lot at stake. And, and I think some people were still on the fence the night before and still trying to decide. So, yeah, I mean, it's, um, you kind of saw the women connect more. There was some tears and things like that. So, yeah. Well, 
And uh, and there was one thing that I did want to touch on before anything else, mm. right? Was this was a, a conversation between Danielle and her friend, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. <laughs> because I think it was what Deep T was talking to Ayana a lot, mm-hmm. and um, so they were cutting in and out and whatnot. Yeah. And so even they even did a cutaway with like Nick talking to his buddies in the at Wrigley Field as well. Right. But there was one particular conversation that just stood out, and it resonated with me because I was like, oh, okay, so. Danielle's talking to her friend. I think her name was Lauren. And she said, and, and I, I wrote it down, so hopefully I'm quoting it <laughs> correctly, right? But she said, if you wait until you're the best version of yourself, you're going to wait a long time. <laughs> and so that came from Danielle saying that she had trepidation or she wasn't sure and she needed to do some work on herself. Yeah. And this is her friend telling her, don't wait, mm-hmm. go forward. Which honestly, I just feel like is bad advice. <laughs> There's a lot of bad advice in this episode. <laughs> no, but I really honestly think it was bad advice. Yeah. And the reason why I say that, right, because, and don't get me wrong, I get where her point is in that the world isn't always going to be perfect. Right. And you're not always going to feel like you're perfect. I think that's what she was trying to convey. But what she said was, if you wait until you're the best version of yourself which that I don't agree with. Because if you're not the best version of yourself and you're about to take this endeavor with somebody else, you're not going to be any good to yourself. You're not going to be any good to the relationship. You're not going to be, it's not fair to the other person either. So even though, yes, if it's superficial, like, oh, I wish it wasn't raining today (laughs) or I wish we could have our wedding in, you know, in June instead of, you know, December, that's different, right? Like, yeah, okay, like that really doesn't matter. But the best version of yourself to tell her, go forward, <laughs> even then, even though you haven't done the work on yourself, it's just horrible advice. And I don't know, do women do that? Like, uh, I know that they're trying to encourage and be supportive. Right. But tell I, me what's going on there. I think, <laughs> I I think what her friend meant was basically to that point of like, everything can't be perfect. I think maybe it came out wrong <laughs> because I can see what she was, I think, maybe trying to say. But yeah, I mean, like Danielle needs to learn how to love herself for sure. She does have some demons that she needs to work out. Mm -hmm. And it would be beneficial to Danielle if she fixed those things and then went to go look for a husband because she's, she's putting all of that on Nick. Yeah. And you see that every episode and, and Danielle's a good person. I, I I really feel that she is, but it's too much for it's only one person to, to to handle. It's a lot. Yeah. And and again, I'll pose the question, right? What would that world look like? What would they look like if Danielle was the best version of herself and Nick was the best version of himself? Mm. What would that relationship look like? Right? No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it would probably look magnificent. I'm not saying that it would be easy and it mm. never is. Marriage is not an easy thing. But if you're the best version of oneself then you're at least equipped, right, mm-hmm. with trying to get through this. Yeah. So it's like anything else, right? So, you know, again, if, if uh, and I know I keep on using sports analogies even though I'm not a sports guy, mm-hmm. but if you've done all the training mm-hmm. and you're prepared and you're mentally and you're physically right where you need, so you're the, okay, the, this is game day. This is as good as I'm going to get. It doesn't get any better than this, at, at least as of right now. Yeah. You have the best opportunity to win. But if you've been slacking off, if you're not ready, Let's say it's a boxing match. Don't get in the ring because you're going to get knocked 
out. <laughs> if you haven't done your training, if you haven't prepared for yourself, both mentally, physically, don't do it because you're going to get yourself hurt. And many a boxer have done that, but they, they don't take things serious. They get in there. It's dangerous. They end up getting hurt, sometimes mm-hmm. permanently, you know, and even guys have passed away because they 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 just weren't ready to get in there. Yeah. And, and putting somebody and going into Endeavor when you're not ready. It's the same thing. If you have mm. a breakup and you start dating before you've dealt with the breakup. Oh, yeah. How... You're toast. <laughs> like I don't. It's not going to work. It's the same. It's the same concept of after a breakup. If you are upset, hurt, whatever, deal with those emotions first, and then once you get out of it, then you can go meet. But you're just going to do the same thing that Danielle's doing to Nick, and it's just. It's uh, sorry, but at, at the end of the day, it's not putting in the work. You have to put in the work, yeah. and that's exactly what it is. You have to work on yourself. Yeah, and it's a lot of work, <laughs> and it's difficult. And it's very, very, very different. You'd be surprised how many people avoid that and would much rather, you know, just jump into one relation after another, get sadly disappointed. And what's funny is that sometimes they just can't figure it out. Now, don't get me wrong. Relationships are dynamic and it's not one thing. It never is. It's complex, Mm -hmm. right? So it's not like you can be ready, but then the person that you care about and love isn't. And there's nothing you can do about that. I would be curious to know what Danielle was doing a year before, because like we said before, they know a year in advance before they start recording. I'd be curious to know what she was doing for that year to mm. prep for this. Mm. You know it's what an I interesting mean? question, yeah. Only she would know that. <laughs> Danielle, write in a little bit. <laughs> but uh, this was... Well, just real quick at the end, um, they started doing the weddings. And so at the very end, Danielle and Nick were up there. Danielle said yes. And then before Nick could answer, they cut. Yeah, I don't. So. I, I didn't bring that up because I don't like what they do nonsense like that. I'm going to watch the next episode. You don't yeah. need to leave it on a suspenseful <laughs> note like that. I like it. But you're, you're right. You're right. So yeah. that is a little bit of housekeeping. Yes. So it starts out there having their wedding and Danielle's getting ready. She looks absolutely beautiful. Her yes. mom's there. Um, Nick is sweating quite a bit. <laughs> I thought it was just me because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a little, you know, I got, I got a few extra pounds and I just thought that was just because I had a few extra pounds, but I guess some people, well, I don't know when maybe it he was, was blushing or something. I don't know. No, I don't know when they filmed that, like what month it was in, Yeah, but it seemed pretty hot outside. Yeah. Why would they do it outside? I have no idea. But he looked particularly, yeah. maybe because he was nervous. So wow. I, I would chalk it up to that too, because you see people in the sitting in the well, not audience, but you know. The well, their back guests. was to the sun because I remember Danielle was sweating a little bit too because they're yeah. facing the sun, and yeah. so like it just looked really hot. But yeah, okay. I don't, I don't know what was going on with it. Yeah, I and mean, there's a cliffhanger because for whatever reason, whenever they ask them a question, they wait a long time. Oh yeah. I don't know why. I wonder. I'm sure they tell them that. Like the producers, like, <laughs> like wait, exactly because there is yes that or pause, no. or yeah. they change the editing, but they probably tell them like before you answer, yeah, draw it out <laughs> <laughs> for dramatic effect. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it's it a it's good conversation, and uh, we'll cover the next one here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so um, here's the thing: two one four at gmail dot com is our email, and then we also have a Facebook and a mm-hmm. LinkedIn. So follow us, uh, subscribe, tell a friend. Uh, yeah, hopefully everybody enjoyed it. Yeah. So feedback is also welcomed. 
<laughs> How can we get better if we don't get feedback, right? right. So, so, but uh, but yeah, had a great conversation. Me Hope too. you enjoyed it. I did. All right. Till next time. Bye. All right. Bye.